Hey, it's Brendan Gennetti. And I'm Devin O'Haran. And you are listening to Music You're Missing. And we're bringing you Gray. Gray is dropping a brand new freaking single tomorrow. It is called Like You. So we are stoked. So we are so stoked to get her on the line and talk about how she's feeling. I'm so excited. I'm a big fan and I've been listening to her for a while. But first, you've listened to podcasts before. <laughs> we got some things to plug. So basically, this is called Music You're Missing. We interview artists that we think deserve more media attention. Both Devin and I worked in the music industry. Devin toured everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and I worked in radio, record label, you name it. Uh, and since then, we've decided to devote a lot of our time to this, where we interview these artists. And then we also put them on a coinciding Spotify playlist called what, Devin? Music You're Missing. And who is on the <laughs> and who is on the cover <laughs> of Music You're Missing? Gray is on the cover, and her new single is going to be on the very top of it. Number one, baby. Uh, and if you like what you hear, you can find us on Instagram at Music You're Missing. Enough about us. Let's hear directly from the source how she's feeling. Let's get Gray on the line. How's it going? Good. How are you guys? We're good. We're well, we had a little bit of trickery getting ready as we do <laughs> every single, every single episode. Nothing ever worked. Like <laughs> we, me and Brendan just can't figure out our lives. So are you in Toronto right now? I am. Yeah. It's been raining all day, thunderstorms and stuff. It's probably a factor as to why the Wi-Fi is glitchy. <laughs> but yeah, I'm in, I'm in Toronto. Yeah. I wish it was raining. It yeah. has been 95 degrees here all day. Yeah. And it's Where like, you, we're located in Boston and it's a record breaking okay. June. So it's been hot as balls, like <laughs> for the whole month. It's disgusting. You can't even go outside without like sweating. Yeah. That's crazy. It's been like, like reaching the thirties here. So like, you know, today was extremely hot. Um, I know in Vancouver, it's been like, 40 something and it's been very hot there so yeah really hot for a minute i was thinking wait did you think cold Celsius, 40, yeah right? oh yeah yes <laughs> okay. yeah, sorry yes yes no, 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 <laughs> yeah. i was just like wait yeah. a minute that's not that's not warm <laughs> but i get it now one of the first things that i wanted to ask you about is just kind of your like sonic evolution as well as like it seems a, almost like a personal evolution that also resonates to your music. When right. you dropped New Girl, was that 20 or no? 2019? Yeah. Yes, I you, did. Yeah. That, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a bit of a roller coaster of, <laughs> you know, like my music and stuff in terms of like, um, I guess the genre. So yeah, there's definitely been a lot of ups and downs in terms of that. <laughs> I think you said that you're a completely different person now, writing versus then. I'm just wondering, like, what has changed and what, like, for the better? What are you excited about now with your new music? I think with the new music, it's genuinely just the fact that it's the truest to me. I think as an artist, I went through this evolution because when New Girl came out, you know, I wrote some of that when I was, like, 19 and, like, I didn't know who I was and I was relying a lot um, on the producer to kind of create the sound for me rather than me being like, these are my influences and this is what I want to be. It was like, hey, I have some lyrics on a piece of paper, uh, do what you want with it. And he was like, okay, and then put like, you know, R&B hip hop beats like behind it and like it was very like UK influence because I you know my producer was from the UK and like just kind of like a R&B um, like 
I know he used like Dr. Dre as a lot of the influence, and I was like, that's cool, but like, I don't really listen to that type of music. And so, you know, I think once I kind of started exploring with different producers after I had met my manager and kind of her connections, um, you know, they were just like, what do you want? Like, what do you want? Because they, they were like, we're not going to sit here and create your sound for you. Like, that's not it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, they're not just going to cook up a beat and I write to it, you know? And it, it became much more personal. And so I had to sit there and I was like, well, what do I want? And so the first half of, like, my EP, Permanent Maniac, was me, like, figuring it out. And then Permanent Maniac itself came out and 2725 came out and like that to me was you know the sound I wanted and I always explain that as like a light bulb moment you know because I'm so inspired by The Cure and um, I wanted to like make music like that. It's so funny just because you're saying that Dr. Dre and that your first EP was so not you because any interview or anything that you read about you it's all 80s new wave is like your inspiration and it just couldn't be any farther than (laughs) that (laughs) yeah you know and I I I experienced that as well almost kind of being a bit like anxious about the whole thing because I had a conversation you know with with my manager about it of like you know this is very different from your first EP and like you know at some point you need to kind of find your own sound and stick with that sound and and make it your own and stuff. And so I was anxious that like people were gonna think I was like, I don't know, fake in a way or just like doing what was popular at the time or like, you know, I I was kind of worried about that, but I don't think anyone's perceived it that way. I know that a lot of people that personally like know me know that my influences lie in like 80s new wave and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and 70s rock and more classic stuff. So uh, it was definitely an organic transition for me, but I was kind of nervous about what the outside perception of it was going to be, you know. And so, like, if you could go back and tell your 19-year-old self this, do you think you would have changed the EP, or do you think you would have just kept it the way it was and then taken that as a learning experience? You know what? The entire thing was an immense learning experience. (laughs) Like, it was a journey, and I think that that allowed me to look at something and realize that it's not what I wanted. And I Mm -hmm. think that that can be a valuable lesson as well, like figuring out what you don't want so you can figure out what you do want. And because of that experience, I was able to, you know, transition into the artist I am today because I, it gave me kind of the push to like put my foot down and try harder for what it was that I really wanted to put out there. So I think that there there was a lot to learn from it and I'm grateful for it I think yeah I think that's really interesting because I mean first I just want to say the stuff previous to now it's not bad by any means no <laughs> like definitely not you still produce like <laughs> great you know work that still was authentic to you at some point but I think now you know it really comes off as super organic and authentic especially I was uh, rewatching the Permanent Maniac music video, and I was just like, "This is such a great trailer for you as an artist." Like, if I needed like a quick grab of like who is Gray, I would want that because it really hits uh, kind of your like sound as well as your visual aesthetics and branding, uh, and then also like your obsession with the Cure. I think it really like allows your sense of humor to to shine through. 
<laughs> yeah, I it was so funny because you know what? The people that picked up on that were like 50 and 60 year olds. Like it was <laughs> like my my like demographic of the people that listened to me like really went to like older people when permanent mania came. <laughs> and uh it was it was interesting because I I was like a part of like this cure fan group. <laughs> I was a part of this cure fan group and I like posted it there and it got like a thousand likes or something, but all the people in that group are literally like my parents' age and they were just like, Wow, like I caught all the cure references but I don't think anyone aside from that really did, you yeah. know? So so to me it was super cool, but like to everyone else they were like who is she singing about? <laughs> you have a really wide demographic then. Yeah, right. And target yeah. market. If you can reach all yeah. those people. Totally, totally. I think if we fast forward to, to your more recent releases, which is kind of cool because you kind of were hinting on this evolution of experiencing, especially over COVID where you aren't necessarily able to play out. Now you have some new music that's a bit more like positive and uplifting, but it also kind of still has that melancholic undertone. I right. would wonder, is that intentional for you or is that just kind of how it, it comes out? So are you referring to like soft and yeah, spinning? Exactly, yeah, soft and spinning. Because <laughs> okay. like I'm still, since like nothing's out yet in an EP or album form, I'm always like, well, it could have been like a permanent maniac. That's still new to me, like the release. But in terms of like the new, new releases, yeah, like... You know what? Once again, it's just an evolution. Like, it's funny because I never find anything to be intentional. Like, I don't mm -hmm. sit there and I'm like, okay, like, what, what is the intention behind this or whatever? It's more just, like, the evolution of where I am musically in the moment and what my influences are in the moment. And, like, I, you know, the feel of what I want you know and, and then my producer will be like okay like a more soft song or a more upbeat song or a more you know and that's kind of how we work in terms of like the production um so so yeah it wasn't intentional but like it's definitely just like organic mm -hmm. you know the evolution of it yeah i think lyrically soft is such a great idea for a song because i think it's something that so many people experience like you are finally in love or like you finally found someone but that doesn't mean like you were like were okay before uh and it's like now a thing i don't know it's just a very interesting idea uh that i think you know not a lot of people have tapped into musically yeah so i i said this in the past interview that you know i felt weird releasing soft because it was so happy in a time of like a pandemic that's so like not happy and i was like does anyone want a love song right now like do people actually want to listen to this but i felt like it was a bit refreshing in a way and like i you know that that song like i still feel that way about the person that i'm with and so i you know it's like i always say that songs are like little time capsules of mm -hmm. like how you felt in that moment and so yeah i i i quite like that song as well i think it was a good first release for the new material you know is that kind of how sonically the rest of the new material is going to sound is it still gonna have that like uplifty dreamy kind of vibe <laughs> well my single, my my newest single that's coming out is actually so sad. <laughs> I know, we saw the TikToks yeah. on it and I was like, I like how you were like describing it as the summer sad girl song yeah. or whatever you were calling yeah. it. Yeah, I think, you know, I, 
I really, really struggle staying the same. And um, it annoys me about myself. Like, I can't stick to one thing. So I feel like my, my music, you know, sonically and stuff, it's, it's definitely all going to tie together. But in terms of, like, concepts and kind of, like, the vibes and such, like, it'll be up and down. Like, there'll be the, the sad songs and the happy songs and the love songs and this and that. But, yeah, so <laughs> it's so funny. You're like, are they all going to be happy? I'm like, well... <laughs> Song tomorrow's depressing. So. Yeah, I mean that's just kind of like how life works, though. Like if, like you said, it's a time capsule. I can't imagine anyone is so happy all the time that their whole record's no. just happy bangers. Well, this is the thing because I actually didn't want to release like you because I felt that I, I felt like I had um, kind of like a job to like be happy all the time or something or just like let people see that like I'm okay all the time mm-hmm. and like I'm happy like you know the illusion of just being like I'm great like 24-7 you know and I I thought that like you was way too vulnerable to release because it's about how I did I like didn't like myself and like how could I have been in a relationship or love someone else if I didn't like myself mm-hmm. so I was like, no, for for months, I was like, nope, I don't like it. I don't like the production. Nope, the lyrics are shit. And then my, am I allowed to swear? Yeah, yes. And then, you know, like a, a couple months ago, my manager texted me. She's like, do you really not like the song or are you just afraid because it's vulnerable? And I was like, I'm afraid because it's vulnerable. <laughs> I, I love the song, you know, so yeah. I'm excited for it. And do you still feel vulnerable because it's getting released tomorrow? Like, what are your emotions going Mm. into this day? (laughs) You know what? I definitely think that it's important to be real with people. And, like, I always try to, like, practice what I preach. And, like, I'm constantly saying that, like, social media is an illusion. So I don't want to contribute to that. And so I definitely think that it's important that people know that, like, there's no such thing as being like happy and and linear all the time like life is filled with ups and downs and so i think that this song will be a great emotional release for me um you know to just get it out and also maybe you know other people that listen to me can like look up to it in a way and kind of like understand that you know their ups and downs are okay too and that sometimes we go through periods where we don't necessarily like ourselves, and like that's okay but you can get back on track to mm-hmm. loving yourself and you know all that stuff because i'm in a good place now <laughs> when i wrote it i wasn't but i'm you know i'm in a good place now so it's yes. possible <laughs> but now you can look back on it and be like i'm so much better and yeah. this isn't me anymore yeah that you know when i had listened to the master demo I cried. I have a photo of me. There's just tears going all down me because I was like so sad I ever felt that way. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, I would never want anyone to feel that way. And I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, I think that general idea of like wanting to make sure that your relationship with yourself is okay before pursuing a relationship is really important. And I think I just in my life, I see a lot of people who are like going through something or maybe not in the the right headset and then they pursue a relationship yeah. and it's toxic. <laughs> I oh. think you need to be at a good terms with yourself before you can take on another responsibility that's a person. Yeah, I, yes, 100%. I could talk about that for hours. <laughs> 100%. But I guess we'll just have to listen to the song then to get your take on that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Go stream the song. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so with all of this new work, 
what right. does that mean? <laughs> like, are we getting a full yeah, project? Yeah, you're really giving us like <laughs> Easter eggs here. What's going on? Oh, sometimes I'm like, am I allowed to say? It's so weird. But yeah, no, I'm definitely working towards like a longer project. And uh, I'm excited because it will, you know, I just had two EPs. So it'll be nice to work on something that's a bit more in depth and like, mm-hmm definitely has more like we talked about like it's all sonically like you know flows and all of that so i'm 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 excited for it it's definitely been a really interesting journey of self-discovery not only as a artist but as a person so yeah that's really exciting to just be on the precipice of new stuff especially now where you can play it out you've of course have utilized tiktok to amass a a new audience as well so i just think it's a very cool time for you and i'm excited to see what's in store is there going to be a a tour or any shows that you know of yeah not yet Mm -hmm. i mean i would absolutely love to tour that's that's like a dream of mine because i've never done it to be honest like before COVID hit, I think I had only done four shows. So it's been a long time since mm-hmm. I've performed live and I'm definitely itching to get back. But yeah. That's so cool. Are you like, <laughs> how do you even prepare for that? If you're like, it's so different now because, you know, you were at such a beginning stage. But to take this time to really like hone in on who you are as an artist, but then also not be able to perform is kind of a unique thing. Like you have found your sound, but you might not (laughs) know like your stage presence yet. Right. So funny enough, during this entire time, I've actually like been like upping my guitar chops and my singing lessons and like stuff like that because I love performing live. And like in November, I did... um, a, like live performance videos that we pre-taped and they we posted them and stuff just so like people could see me live again and that was like a moment for me where I kind of realized what I am capable of on stage and ever since then I've just been like working on it like non-stop so I'm very <laughs> excited like my you know performing and stuff is is just so fun to me mm-hmm. I just find it so like it's the best part about music and of like course. you know during this time and stuff i've definitely ah, social media is very important when you're an artist nowadays because it's kind of how you get found or like how people find your music and so you know i've definitely spent a lot of my time working on that and it's paid off it's had it's had its days where it's like really paid off mm-hmm. and you know like tiktoks have turned into actual streams which is like you know (laughs) what you want but at the end of the day like nothing beats performing like performing live like it just there's nothing that beats it so i'm psyched (laughs) yeah it's such a different connection that you make as well like if someone's exposed to you while you're up on stage versus a 30 second tiktok video and you know what? The thing about TikToks is that you see it and you scroll and there's another one. Like, there's mm-hmm. no lasting impact. And that's the thing that I love about live music is, like, I used to go through, like, post-concert depression. Like, <laughs> I remember after I saw Tame Impala, I was, like, not okay for, like, two weeks. Just, Wait, like, which, which tour? Um, They're, like, like the, the mo- last one yeah, that... Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, the last one that they were here in Toronto for. Um, I guess that would have been, like two summers ago um and like my stepmom has this photo of me i was just like on our 
um, balcony and I just looked miserable. And she's like, <laughs> like, I just want to be front row at Damon Paula again. So that lasting impact, like, especially as an artist, watching other artists is like, whoa, because mm-hmm. it just motivates you to a whole other level. I just I can't like explain it. It's just so good. It, yeah. And I feel like that if you you strive to get the reaction that you had after that concert. Like you want someone to be like yourself. That's what I mean when like, there's this motivation now to like, okay, like I got to work to, so I can do that one day, you know? And so I, I definitely think that social media has its perks, but like, there's no way that it will ever completely take over the industry. Like in Mm -hmm. the way in which like, you know, people need this, like, live music. It's, like, what we all want to do, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> and that brings up a, a good question, actually, because, obviously, just from reading about you and, and following you, we know about your 80s influence and new wave and whatnot. I'm wondering what modern-day artists do you like to listen to and maybe take inspiration from? I always struggle at this question. <laughs> <laughs> um, you don't even I have really to love- take inspiration from them, just anyone you like. Well, I really love, I actually love Noah Cyrus. Like, yeah. just Oh, she's artist. my favorite person in the entire world. Right? Like, her album, the, what what was it? The End of Everything or something? Um, I just listened, I burnt that out. Like, I just listened mm. to it on repeat. And I love her, like, the artist her. Um, Tame Impala, obviously. Uh, the Marias are super cool. Biba Doobie, I mm-hmm. love her. Claro, you know, so there's definitely like, there's definitely modern day artists that I would love to either open for or like I listen to their music and I'm like, oh yeah, like there's so much inspiration to, to be had there. And so yeah, I, there's there's definitely modern day artists for sure. That's really cool. Noah Cyrus is, is really good. <laughs> she was She's, like, we, oh, good. we've had to do like a bunch of iHeart stuff with her. And so when I was younger, I had to wrangle her. And she was, like, my favorite person mm-hmm. in the entire world. Right. And I'm just standing outside of her dressing room. And she goes out. She's with, like, her label rep or whatever. And she was like, how's my outfit look? Like, asking me. And I'm like, holy shit, you're not <laughs> asking me. Like, she was like, is this cute? Or do I need to take off, like, the underneath? And I was like, I just can't believe you're actually like asking me this. I have no fashion taste whatsoever, yeah. but like you're Noah Cyrus and she was just <laughs> the friendliest person I've ever yeah. encountered. Wow. That's so cool. Yeah. I, I love her music. It's just so, it's so raw and like unique I find nowadays and just uh, emotional, super emotional. And I like yeah. how she really is like herself. Like mm-hmm. yeah. she's she making really her is. own career, which I enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. I, I didn't realize we were going on Noah Cyrus dialogue, but I think it is <laughs> kind of cool. Like an artist like her, though, is like, it's so easy to push her as Miley Cyrus's sister, but I don't yeah. think they really ever did that. No, I feel like no. they never did that. No, I don't think so. Like, it would be hard, though, because I know, I mean, I don't know Noah personally. It's just from what I read is that she felt really compared to Miley, right? So that mm-hmm. would be super hard, but I totally like they're completely different artists to me and they're great and amazing in their own way you know so for sure well we like to wrap up every interview with this final question and it's what are your goals for i don't know i think that this is the part that we We need need to word it better what are some of your immediate future goals it can be personal it can be uh music related 
Okay, so my like career goal is to meet and do a song with Robert Smith, and I see it in every interview because it's like a manifestation technique for me. Um, but you know, like right now in this moment, I just want to tour. Like mm-hmm. I've never done it. That is a goal for me. Also, just like I always say with my music and such, I just really want it to reach its target audience and for people to you know, feel something with it and for my music to get to as many people as possible. And so, you know, that's obviously a goal of mine is to reach, you know, whoever needs to hear it. And yeah, opening for like a super cool artist would be a goal too. There's so many, you know, there's so many. (laughs) How hard have you tried to get that song in front of him? (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm just saying I could do some creeping, find his manager, send it over. I've tried. I, I have feel like tried. You, we should just like send out a press release. Yeah. We need to do something. Like I feel like it's hard because I feel like TikTok isn't necessarily his scene. Yeah. TikTok <laughs> is definitely not his scene, but that's how things are getting blown up right yeah. now is TikTok. So we need like so, does he have a daughter, child? I don't know. No, he has no kids cuz he always said that he didn't want to bring children on this planet cuz I don't think he himself <laughs> really likes this planet. He's kind of depressing, okay. Um It's okay. <laughs> but it's so weird. I like found his like band members like niece or something on Instagram and she has like no followers, but she like posts photos with them all the time and I'm like Girl, I didn't slide into her DMs because that's just so creepy. But honestly, like, I've tried. I've tried. I just don't know what else to do. That's why in every interview, I'm like, Robert Smith. Just in case one person hears it and they're like, oh, I know who to send this to. But I tried. Like, even, like, like Billboard or something came out with an article that was like, oh, Gray's song to Robert Smith. And I remember thinking, like, okay, this has, this has to, like, get somewhere. No, he still hasn't called me. But, like, I, he, he did, like, a song with churches. Did you see that? No. I, I he just came that. out with a song, like, you know, uh, with churches. And, like, he did an interview with Apple Music where he was just, like, yeah, you know, during um, COVID and stuff, like, things have been slow. And so, like, I've been doing some collabs. And I was just thinking, like, how do I get <laughs> me, this man? Me. That was, like, the perfect timing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> But yeah, maybe Facebook. I think that's my new goal. Honestly, (laughs) here's a hack, and I don't promote this to anyone listening. But one time, I found I'm not. I won't even say who because I don't want them to search. But I I found a ring of celebrities on Venmo back in the day when I was like interning at Sony. You're creepy as all. So Venmo. (laughs) next up venmo honestly request him (laughs) don't even pay him request him you know he's got the money uh and then i think that'll be my personal project right now is to is to try to hunt him down for you honestly i'll take any help i can get like i think that i think that he'd like the music i mean it's very inspired by him so i'd hope he likes it of course of course Uh, well, thank you so much for chatting with us. This has been such a blast. You're so fun to talk to. Of course. And thank we're so excited so to hear the new track tomorrow. I know. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm excited for it to be released. But thank you so much for having me. I love her so much. And I've been listening to her for a while. So I'm so excited for her single to drop tomorrow. I'm definitely going to stay up to like midnight and text you exactly at like 12.03 when I'm done listening. No, the worst part is I know you will. Because <laughs> this man is my, was texting me like, I love soft. And I was like, what are you? 
talking I about? I gave no con- so for context. Uh, her single is called Soft, and I gave no context to Devin. We weren't even talking about Gray, and I was just like, I love Soft. And I was like, that just sounds very gross. <laughs> I don't like. I was just like, ew, Brendan, please never say that to me again. But anyways, back to Gray. I'm so excited for her to finally make a full project, whether it's an EP or an album. And then hopefully she gets on the road. Yeah, I feel like she's in the next steps of her career, like right immediately. Once like the world is officially, officially open, I feel like big things are coming for Gray. Yeah, because she has a lot of songs under her belt. And then with this new project or whatever it is, she's just going to have more material to sing and use and i think she really kind of found her niche sonically at least and i think once you do that that is when opportunity comes a knocking oh yeah for sure it's definitely resonating with people Mm -hmm. you can tell by the feedback that she's been receiving and also just another thing i feel like she was really well spoken that always helps when you're talking to a stranger who literally you've never met (laughs) she was literally so fun like she's a person i would hang out with definitely definitely and you could get some uh hair advice from her as well yeah, because clearly I need it. <laughs> also, for context, Devin's hair dye washed out in the shower. Yeah, well, it wasn't supposed to last. It was just a test run, guys. I told okay. you that. See, I I don't even know what that means. Like, could I do that then? Or no? No, you I have, have dark hair. hair. That's rude. You wouldn't even see it. Oh. Okay, well, <laughs> make sure you follow Gray on Instagram and TikTok at your girl Gray. Her brand new track, Like You, is streaming atop the Music You're Missing playlist right now. And of course, her face is on the freaking cover. So go check it out, Music You're Missing on Spotify. You can also follow us on Instagram, where, Devin? At Music You're Missing. And that we hate doing the intros and outros. <laughs> In short, Gray was awesome. Bye. Bye.